Hey, yo, welcome to another edition of 43.6, the sports podcast you always wanted. I'm Dustin Perry, and I'm joined by the Korean pastry aficionado, Mr. Matty Yes, this is oh, so, okay. It's kind of an inside thing because earlier he texted me. It's just this little Korean thing. He's like, is this good? And I read it and I'm like, oh, that's just like the rice cake with like the little sugars on top. Jim, you've had them because you've come over and had them. I just want to know. Like, I want to know when you guys got inside jokes without me. Like, when did that happen? When did you guys start getting inside jokes on the side? This was earlier today where yeah. someone at work at my shoot job was handing out these uh, pastries or whatever the fuck, the rice puff cake things. And they explain, hey, I just came back from Korea over the break and I brought these with me. Like, here, try one of these things. I'm like, okay. So before I ate it, I sent a picture to Maddie and said, hey, you can read Korean. You know what these things are. You've been to Korea. What is this thing? Am I going to like it? Going back in April, actually, too. Um, No, like, Jim, you've had them. Like, you remember those, like, little, like, rice cracker things that we used to have in the packs of two? And on the one side, it was, like, clean and salty. But the other side, it was, like white and sugary it's those things but he had it in like a small little like snackable Again, thing i just feel betrayed that's a, <laughs> i just feel like i feel like someone's you know doing some nasty shit behind my back that's all we get I one know, inside joke out of how many you guys have i want to know <laughs> i want to know what else is going on well we are also joined by a man who is now one full year older than he was the day previously well mr james key Hey. <laughs> Horns for the birthday. Oh, thank you, man. It's um, <laughs> <And> golf club. <laughs> you know, I'm starting to feel it in the bones a little bit. I was telling my brother, I gotta hit the gym, man. I um... hey, if you need if you need a playlist, if you need some motivational playlist. You know, speaking of that, I used to listen to. So, if you guys aren't aware, Dustin shared again side piece here shared his workout playlists <laughs> with my brother. <laughs> Um, and it's basically just wrestling entrance themes, but I remember listening to the music volume five. That's the one with like the, the neon meme that I sent you too. Was the, cause it started cause I sent him a meme where it was like Homer walking into the door angrily. And the music was like, when I enter the gym, listening to WWE music volume five. Yeah. Was it exactly? Was it volume five? Well, Which one has the neon? The four. neon? I, I want to say volume it's four. four. Yeah. Yeah. I used to listen. To, that one has Triple H, right? Yeah, I believe so. The fact that, that you guys one, know I, that is so embarrassing, dude. <laughs> we had these albums as kids, so yes. Um, I used to listen to it on my discman in the dressing room before hockey games. Like that was that was the like let's go. Like that was the the playlist. So you might not be too far off. And Lex Luger's WWF theme from the '90s is definitely a workout theme. Like, dude. Okay, so. On this playlist, uh, the first song on the playlist, actually not even WWE, it's the UFC uh, song Stem, Face the Pain. You'll know it if you heard it. Trust the, me. So it's, such a, it's such like a, a bro a bro. Song. I was going to say, like, you, Every again, Jim back to the affliction, Ed Hardy, Stem, yeah. Face Dude, the Pain. Don't, don't you tell me that song is not going to get you fired up, okay? It's, you're uh, you're going to want to fight somebody so I can hear this song. Yeah, it probably yeah. makes you want to punch your wife. Anyway, There's that. also... Lex Luger, yes, the Made in USA theme. There's Batista, I Walk Alone. Is that, so wait, the Lex Luger one is, oh, dude. Batista is definitely uh, got to be on the list. Godsmack? But, 
<laughs> Godsmack's probably on there. But the Lex Luger one, that's the one that they remixed with the Bulldog for the Allied Powers, right? It is the version. It's, no, it's not that version, but yes, it is that track that they used yeah. on that remix. That's definitely a workout theme. Ultimate Warrior? Are you kidding me? Hit the treadmill in the Ultimate Warrior <laughs> kicks? You, you're hitting the treadmill for a good 30 seconds, and then you're toast. And then all of a sudden you're like, all right, I'm I'm dialing up the speed because the Warriors theme just hit, you know? And you're, you gotta start you're just huffing and puffing. And people are like, what's wrong with this guy? You're like, <laughs> he's you're grabbing the handles on the thing and just, and just <laughs> <shooting. Yeah. laughs> and it's, it's just stuff you're hearing here. it. Like the ambiance is in your head. And it's just it's like the movies where it's like someone's going nuts, but it's like dead silence for everyone else, and they're just they're looking at you, it's dead silent, and you're just going crazy. But in your head, it's just the warrior theme. Man. Walk in there with face paint, Dustin. <laughs> run from the run from the locker room to the treadmill. <laughs> have someone have someone prep the treadmill for you, <laughs> so it's already yeah, running. You just jump on it and just keep jumping. Yeah, on you just it like go. Wear the tassels and everything. Everything you got to do it full stop, full stop, and then so, become yeah, so homophobic. Well, yeah. just start screaming homophobic slurs. While you're yeah, doing it, and then you're full warrior. warrior. But what else is on this playlist? You never go full warrior. <laughs> yeah, you never go full warrior. So what else is on this playlist? I'm curious because I'll be honest, yeah. I didn't click it. Uh, so okay, where did I leave off? I left off with the warrior, yeah. and then after warrior is Brock Lesnar's first theme, which okay. you may or may which, not. Even I mean, remember, it hasn't really changed. It's just been remixed. There is a theme going here. It's a lot of just really big jack dudes. Um, yep. And then Ahmed Johnson is on here. Oh, man. Stiff worker there. The track is called Pearl River Rip. You know, it's, it's a good one. There's a, okay, controversial one. But I got Chris Benoit on here, too. Ooh. I mean. Talk about punching your wife. <laughs> right. I was going to be like, also, definitely uh, dicey to play in a weight room, Dustin. You might want to yeah. stay away from be, you know, the squad. Right. Oh, yeah. dude. Oh, okay. So going to the gym is actually a relatively new thing for me. I haven't gone to the gym regularly since high school. So um, I said, okay, I'm going to start doing this when the new gym opens near my building. And it opened in December. So I've been going like, not regularly, but like as as often as I can since it has opened in December. And if I see even like out of the corner of my eye, another a, a woman, I will fucking run the other direction because <laughs> I just know if I go oh, anywhere near this person, your I'm social walk media camera. Yeah, I'm gonna walk through a camera shot, and the camera's gonna see me like look in their general direction, and I'll get canceled, and like, I'll, I'll get fired, and yeah. I'll lose my job, and I'll lose my apartment. They're gonna make life, a video so. of you. It'll be like, "What not to do, boys?" <laughs> it's just because right. no, yeah. then you know why Joey Swole will save you. Do you know Hopefully who Joey, Joey Swole saves me? Of course, Joey, I know Joey, the, Joey Swole's the man. He is you the know hero. Who I like eat. workout videos. Robert Frank. Oh, I thought you were gonna no. I thought you were gonna say Sam Sulik, and I was no, like, oh Robert my Frank God. is my is my spirit animal. Is that guy's so funny. Have you seen him? I Bob don't Dustin? know the name. Okay, look him up on TikTok. He's absolutely hilarious. It's it's definitely not rated PG. It's definitely his stuff is rated triple X, but he is hilarious. Oh, I know who he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. May, actually, maybe I'll play one if I keep going, and if I can find one and play it, I'll play it. Well, so the reason why this came up. Well, actually, this got a little further in the conversation, actually. So we were talking about wrestling themes. And I feel like it's one of those things where, like, TikTok figured out our conversations and then started feeding me advertisements based on 
our conversations about wrestling theme music. So he bought the whole discography of WWE the music. <laughs> Not quite. I already own it, so I don't need to actually buy it again. But there was an ad, targeted ad, towards me that I then shared with James <laughs> and Angel and uh, Kira and everyone who else who I think is going to like fall within this Venn diagram of someone who may care about this thing as well. And that was... An actual thing, I, I, Maddie. I think you thought it was a joke. It's an actual thing. There's a nightclub that is playing wrestling entrance music, and the videos. It looks lit. Of like they're playing the Usos theme, and these guys are jumping up and down and yelling day one shit or day one ish or whatever the fuck the lyrics are. And it's coming to Toronto. I was telling In... Dustin that place reeks of desperation and. Uh, regret, um, guy, the faint hint of acts for those who remembered, <laughs> and that's yeah, 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 for the for the ones who remembered or cared. Yeah, here, this is Robert Frank. Hang on, I got it. So uh, yeah, I do know who he is. Uh, one sec, let me pull this up. Let me make sure the sound is there, and here we go. On Friday we do arms, cause if you want a chick with juicy buns. Taking your beef where she has the runs. I feel like it'd be a lot funnier if I've actually seen the video. So. Oh, he's just like this huge jack dude. Yeah, and he's, he's literally juiced. on. Hey. Hey. Hey, put those down. Put those so, down. Uh, before we put a button on the whole wrestling thing, we'll come back to it. But I, James is upset right now because I just put on my uh, prime gold shades. Hey. And hey. Maddie has now done the same, put on his prime gold ah. shades. <laughs> put those down. <laughs> hey, James, See, where's yours? You guys are colluding. Collusion. But <laughs> it's collusion. Where, where's yours? Didn't you order them the same time we did? Listen, they, they periodically decide to respond to me now. On Facebook Messenger, the funny enough that you, Dustin, they've uh, given me different solutions, and I just keep coming back to them with like, I don't want a refund. I want my glasses, and now it's more like the principle of the thing. Like, I want them to figure out why they can't ship an item. Like, why? Like, what? There are Etsy stores that do this without fail. Like, this is supposed to be a a full. I got company. one of those like potential scam clothing shirts for you know, my wife. dude. Like, I've ordered stuff from places store. that look like scams, and I've gotten my stuff. These guys can't seem to figure it out. So, um. I, they keep like, oh, we'll give you a refund. We'll give you 20, whatever. I'm like, nah, I just want you to figure out how to ship glasses because I'm in this for you now too. I want you to learn so that you don't make this mistake in the future. Not to mention, you could refund me, give me a voucher, and if I order it again and it doesn't come, then I'm, I'm literally in the exact same spot. So It took you me were four like, tries. You were like... Yeah, so for the we haven't really talked much about this. I think we talked on the show of ordering them, but it it was a whole fiasco to get these things. Yeah, at least for me, I ordered it in like September, and then it was a pre-order, so you, it didn't ship. It wasn't supposed to ship to like December first or something, and then De December first rolled around, and nothing shipped. And then I waited a few days, and I sent them an email saying, "Hey, what the fuck? Nothing shipped yet." And they said, "Oh, it must have not have connected properly. Something in the back end, whatever, whatever. Just here's some vouchers and place an order again, and it'll ship." So I placed another order with their vouchers. And it said, like, a notification of this thing has been shipped and whatever, FedEx, and here's a tracking number. 
So I got further that time. Like, oh, okay, whatever. Maybe they were right about the thing not shipping or whatever the fuck. And then those just never showed up. Like, I bet if I check that tracking number today, like, it still just says label created. waiting for FedEx. Label created. Waiting for someone to pick up this thing. So then, like, a few days later, I'm like, hey, this thing hasn't moved. What's up? And they're like, oh, you know what? Let's just here. Here's more vouchers. Place another order <laughs> and see what happens. And then I did. And then by the time I placed that, which is now the third order, I then got a notification that my original order now has a tracking number. So I'm thinking to myself, oh, I'm probably going to end up with three pairs of these glasses now because I have tracking numbers for all of them. And then one eventually showed up or maybe I did another voucher. I feel like I did three or four orders and one has finally showed up like a week ago and I have other tracking numbers for other uh, glasses that have yet to move from FedEx. So I don't know if I'm expecting more sets of these glasses but i know i have one and that's and that's more than james has well yeah and uh, you were like well just tell them to give you vouchers and to refund you so that you get a pair and you get your money back so you basically get them for free and i was like nah like i have enough in vouchers that they've given me to cover another order they've since offered me exactly what you said they're like we'll refund you and give you vouchers and i feel like i'm going to take them up on that offer i mean especially if they're never going to show up anyway so yeah, like at this point, the um, it took me four tries to get them. The funny thing is, is and I said this, my I ordered two separate times because I originally ordered the black pair and was like, damn, I should have got the gold. And then I ordered the gold at the same time you guys did. The black pair showed up no problem. Those came and then it was Black Friday and, you know, we were putting together like gift bags, uh, like stuff for family. And I was like, OK, my dad and stepmom need sunglasses. I was like, you know what? They're having like a big sale. It's pretty good. So I ordered like four more pairs from there for Christmas gifts. Those showed up within like a week and I had no problems. It was only the gold pair that I had the issue with. And I don't know if that's... Now doesn't have the black pair. No, I have both. I have both the gold and the black. Well, fuck you then. Yeah, my my original order was gold and black, so. I don't know, man. it's at this point, like I like I even said to them, I'm like, I just want the fucking sunglasses. Like if you, if I was like, if you, the person that I'm currently interacting with, could just reprint one of those labels because I know you can do that, and just put it on a box with those glasses in it, and then just give it to a FedEx guy, I'm sure this would all be solved. Like I'm sure. Well, that's what I don't get is why, like, why say okay, we'll send you vouchers in reorder. Well, why not just resend the item? Yeah, it's. I don't know. There's a fundamental misunderstanding of how to run and a I'm, business. And I'm pretty sure I called their customer here. service once. And <clears throat> I'm pretty sure it was just a lady on a cell phone in her living room. Like, I'm pretty sure that's who I was talking to. Because she basically was, like, dismissing me. And she goes, nah, just wait a week or so and see what happens. I was like, that's not an option. <laughs> like, because <laughs> I've been waiting six oh, months works. almost. So. I wonder if they didn't realize the volume that they were going to get based on this partnership with primetime, but I don't know. It doesn't look like they're a small company. Like you go to their website, they have like a large breadth of assortment. It's not like it's a, but if, if they're, if they're awaiting, if they're taking orders without having product, it's possible that they're waiting for product to be like procured or even like created. Yeah. They come in, they (laughs) they ship out. So like they might have a bunch of labels just sitting there going, uh, like, <laughs> they, just, they just grab a random label and stick it on a box. Yeah, like, All right, that it one's out. going out. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. You know what? That actually makes perfect sense. Like they just right? don't have the inventory and they're not listing it on the website as if they don't have the inventory. So you're placing all these orders. Because they it's don't like want Jerry to lose money. trying to get a fucking rental car. It's like, you can take the reservation. Anyone can take them. That's <laughs> the holding of the reservation. <laughs> that was a really good impression. Like your physical <laughs> representation of that was on yeah. point. It's true though. Like that that could mean though that we're each going to be getting like six pairs of sunglasses in the mail yeah. one day. And you know what I'm doing? Yeah, I'm fucking selling them on their asses. I don't care. Why not? I'll probably just give them out to people that I know that wanted them. Be like, here. Because at this point, if they do show up, I'll get three more pairs coming. Yeah. Well, I only have two pairs coming. Potentially three if I... I should theoretically get four more pairs coming. Um, if if this is like this is the theory that we're working with, four and by four more. pairs I mean two other orders. So like one gold, or sorry, two gold and two black. So two pairs. So I don't That's know. That's two pairs. No, no, because one glasses like this thing I have in my hand is a pair of glasses. Okay, whatever. So oh, I have really four getting into pair. the semantic. Well, semantics I'm, of it. Whatever. I'm not wrong. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, anyways, there's a wrestling <laughs> nightclub thing happening in Toronto. I am curious to go. Just because it's not far, it's like a walking distance for me almost. And I just want to see what the crowd's like. You know, like who are these people? Are they the club scene people that grew up as wrestling fans? Or are they wrestling fans who, like me, has never gone to a club before in their life and are gonna end up going to this thing just for the laughs of it? And I, I'm almost envisioning like a grade school dance where all the guys are standing up like against the wall on the side while there's music playing on the dance floor. Like I can imagine no one's going to be dancing. It's just going to be guys, you know, nodding their head to dude. D generation X theme. Yeah. The amount of saliva that's going to be spread. If triple H's theme comes on, just every dude's popping, <laughs> just spitting all over each other. It's fucking gross. Yeah. No, that might be, I'm not going to lie. One of the dirtiest fucking things you'll ever go to. Just saying. Can't wait. I can't wait. I'm, I'm very excited. Um, it w- I don't know about you guys, but last week, we weren't required to be in the office. Everyone was just working from home last week because it was still like kind of like holiday adjacent, we'll say. But I did have to go into the office today. And I counted no less than five Stanley tumblers. Have you fucking seen these things? Yeah, I don't want to talk crazy, about this. I feel like every yeah. time I'm with anybody, they want to talk about this because everyone I talk to finds this ridiculous. Like I don't find I haven't talked to anyone who's like, yeah, no, I was in line. Like, I don't have, everyone wants to talk about how stupid this is. It's ridiculous. The the ridiculous part of it is that I'm almost upset that but, we haven't figured this out. All but, you have to do is find a product. It doesn't have to be a good product. It doesn't have to be a product anyone needs. Because everyone has a fucking water bottle. I have one right here. <laughs> no one needs a water bottle. Just find a product and make it pastel colored. And then give it to the TikToks. Put a put a man's it, name on it. That's it. Fred. Give it to the TikTokers. <laughs> and they will make that shit famous for you. And then all of a sudden, every fucking girl on the planet wants a Stanley water bottle. Yeah, and then we're printing what? labels without inventory. And then we're just slapping <laughs> labels on shit everywhere. I no. thought it, I, I thought it was due to like a Starbucks collaboration though, because there's a pink Stanley Tumblr. Yeah, this one. So is. there was a Starbucks collaboration. There was a Target collaboration as well, and apparently there was like riots of people. Well, it's like, because it's because once the car will lit on fire, and that girl was like, 
everything in her car like burnt to a crisp oh, except yeah. her stanley tumbler which still oh. had ice in the in the thing and it was still like a frozen drink on the inside man that feels like forever ago but i guess that's where all this started yes huh. get with the times but i guess me being the younger one here understands right. the culture no yeah. well i mean i remember that video i remember Jeez. that tiktok when it went around but i i didn't even piece that together that was the same brand yeah yeah and I was that's like how thinking it all started. That it was just and then they did the, the car thing where everything is construction yeah. is cool. Hmm. Yeah, and it was that. And then it was into the uh, whole Starbucks thing with the collaboration. So we make yeah. Caterpillar boxers. Let's do it. Caterpillar boxers. And then we'll uh, we'll strap them on Maddie and we'll light them on fire. And then <laughs> and the only thing that survived <laughs> was the boxers. <laughs> Just put Vaseline on the boxers so that, like, after it's out, it's the only thing. Look, good enough to fight VD in the burn you'll get. Uh, Speaking of trendy things, and we'll move on to sports unless you guys have anything. Uh, No. Just Um, the one thing I will say is kids' first birthdays are both awesome and, like, stress-inducing. Because it was was my kid's first birthday party this weekend. Mm -hmm. And I was just, it's, it's just like, I don't get it. Like, I get it because it's her first and like, there's some cultural things we did for like uh, in the Korean culture that you do. But like, um, it's just like you don't have time to talk to people and and you feel bad because you're asking them to come and celebrate and people bring gifts and you want to give people accurate, like enough time to like actually talk to them and whatever. And I like you get zero chance to do so. Mm-hmm. And, it's and then just, the it's kid like, is too young to even understand what these gifts are and like you're like here rip this thing open they're like well that especially <laughs> when she did it like last week with christmas right <laughs> so i'm just like oh. she doesn't get another birthday party till she's five so fuck well actually that's a good segue because there's another cultural thing that you did that i wouldn't say is korean culture it's probably somewhat in between japanese and american culture of laying out starter pokemon and making them choose yeah she picked bulbasaur unbelievable just at that point you gotta start having another kid and saying okay this one's a lost cause and we're just gonna have to have another (laughs) i was personally hoping squirtle my wife was personally hoping charmander squirtle charmander two totally fair reasonable choices so but then her friend was really happy because her friend was like that's always my starter and because her friend loves bulbasaur so she actually went she held charmander and bulbasaur at the same time Mm. But then Charmander went down and then she stuck with Bulbasaur. Damn. So Jim was right there. He was right in it. And he was like, pick it up, you son of a bitch. I was like, which one of us is the bitch? Because what would have been also very funny. It's like that episode of the league where they're determining the draft order by the kid, the the potato sack race. If you you had like James with like $20 bills in his hands, like he's the bookie (laughs) of the whole thing. And everyone's taking bets on what Pokemon she's going to take. We should have done that. That'd be pure degeneracy. There's a lot of like degenerates there Dude, too. That Bulbasaur would've... would have been plus four hundred. Yeah. Dude, honestly, this is a really good idea. We should <laughs> we should come up with other things we should like that. Monetize gambling on babies. <laughs> That's what we yes. <laughs> Fuck cups. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh speaking of birthdays and Pokemon, as uh our loyal listeners know that over the Christmas holiday. I said I was going to buy my nephew some Pokemon cards and um, during that time I'll end up buying uh, some for myself as well and blah, blah, blah. We can uh, build a collection together. His birthday's coming up. 
So, of course, I bought him an elite trainer box, the one with Snorlax and the nine packs and all that stuff. And then I'm like, oh, I'm here. <laughs> so I bought another ETB for myself. So I knew it was going to happen. He's like, no, I'm done. I'm done. And then fucking <laughs> bullshit for myself, too. Have you bought one of these boxes before, James? Yeah, I bought. Okay. Two. Okay, I was going to say, like, so I have an extra Snorlax if you need one, but I guess you don't. You're in the same boat as I am. But uh, look at this. Look at this. I got a Blastoise oh, EX. Yeah. Nice. It's not bad. Not great. Not bad. And then I also got an Alakazam EX. Okay, so, that I like. I'm. I, I'm you didn't a get big, any secret like, illustrators. No secret illustrators. Nothing like that. I did get a whole bunch of like, got like a decent amount of cards of that stuff that I don't have. Like, I have this card, but I don't have the reverse hollow, or yeah. I have the hollow, but I don't have the reg, etc. So, it was not bad, but it's definitely entering the territory of like I have every Pokemon pretty much. I'm just, except like the EXs, like the special ones. Like now. I'm, just hoping for rare cards, and I can only imagine that's the amount the, of money. That's the drug, sir. That now yeah, you're that I'm going to have to put in. You're in the end game now, by your shirt. Exactly. <laughs> your shirt and the cards. We are at the end game now. Uh, the end game of our weekly update is time to get into actual some sports stories. And there was a big one today. There was a pretty big one that was rumored to be happening all weekend. And man, when the numbers came out of because I think it was on Hockey Night Canada on Saturday when or maybe even before that, I think it was Nick Kiprios. Yeah, on who Kiprios and Born who said eleven two five at the time. Yeah, and I think that might have been like Friday afternoon or something. So Kipper had it like way before. And because the numbers had been thrown around, and we I'm sure we've discussed it a million times on this show, like what we think the next contract for William Nylander should be. And I don't know if at any point any of us said over 10 million. Like well, 10 million was almost like a ridiculous thing to say. If they had done this at the start of the year, it would have been like nine five. Yeah, absolutely. Neilander bet on bet on himself though. And it ended up being similar to what Nick Kiprio said on the Friday. And then everyone else pretty much confirmed um over the weekend and then chris johnson today said okay official official which i love when they started tweet saying okay official official here's the number this is what willa Mueller is going to be paid for the next eight eight seasons of i've already lost the number there is 92 million dollars for the next eight seasons which brings his cap hit to 11.5 million dollars he'll be the second highest paid player on the team of course austin matthews when his contract extension kicks in he'll be making richest, what is it thir- richest aggregate yeah in terms of like dollars of 92 million dollars that is the largest contract the toronto maple Leafs have ever signed it's not the largest in the history of the nhl i think uh nathan mckinnon got like 100 something million over eight years yeah. so but it's in the t- it's in that neighborhood of one of the um, biggest contracts I'd ever also- given in the history of the nhl in, in in talking about our past pet peeves, I would also like to point out that he signed for ninety two million dollars, which also happens to be his father Michael Nylander's jersey number. I mean, and his signing bonus was sixty nine million. Nice, nice. So I'm just saying. You know what? The signing bonus money is actually less than I thought it was going to be. And that's one of the things that I feel like all of us, not just 
myself but and, and everyone on this show, but everyone who suggests, oh, just trade Mitch Marner or trade William Nylander or trade whomever. If you look at, I mean, since we're talking about it, William Nylander, when this contract kicks in, his salary will be $3.5 million in that first season with a $10 million signing bonus. And then following your $10 million signing bonus, following your $11.5 million signing bonus. You want to trade Mitch Marner? All right, well, he has a 15.3 million. Okay, that's the first year of the contract. But first year of the contract, it was $15.3 million signing bonus, $700,000 salary. $14.3 million signing bonus, $700,000 salary. So the point I'm getting at is, Mitch Marner makes $700,000 a year every year of this contract, which can be attractive on the trade market. But at the same time, the team acquiring these guys would have to be okay with writing a check for $10 million every July 1st. And there's not a lot of teams in the NHL who are okay with doing something like that. So what I'm getting at here is, I think, assuming Mitch Marner ends up re-signing as well, because he's coming up you know, within the next year or so, Two years left to have Mitch Martin accounting this year. <laughs> I feel like these guys are gonna be around forever. An eight-year contract with William Nylander now means well, they don't that have a choice. he's gonna be playing. He got well, a full no like, it, it isn't okay, but even if it wasn't a no move, okay. L- let me rephrase. I know what you're saying. The contract no structure move. makes it less attractive. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Understand. So even if they had said, "Okay, we will." Is it okay with you for us to trade you? Yes. Nealander says, go ahead, give, get me a trade. And then he had to go find a trade for someone who has the financial capability of doing it. So these contracts are structured and not just a way as a no move. The no move is moot because there's no moving this contract. There's no way you're getting out from under it if it falls on your face. Now, I don't think that's going to be a problem. I don't think William Nealander is going to fall apart. I think he is a great player. I Honestly, I was thinking about this this morning. And I, I went back and I started looking at a bunch of records and stuff. I think by, by the end of it, 10 years from now, we're going to look back and say, Nylander, Matthews, Marner, and Riley were the greatest Toronto Maple Leafs of all time. Riley will hit the most games played. And that's, where, that's what I'm driving at here. If, they, it's not they don't just, win a cup. They don't win a cup. They're not, they still don't hold a candle to Keon or any of those guys. Okay, but so Dave Keon played a thousand games as a Maple Leaf, uh, one thousand sixty-two. Cool. How many cups he got? What I'm trying to get at here is Morgan Riley is already at seven hundred fifty-six. Fantastic! How many cups he got? That's not the point. No, but it is in every other thing we judge, whether it's Hall of Fames, best of all times, everyone World Series or baseball Hall of it's, Fame. How many World Series he got? No, but like I, I think it's hard to to apply that kind of qualification or quantification to these guys because you also have to remember the number of teams that were in the in sure. the league at that time. Sure. So like it doesn't necessarily apply in the same way. I think you have to look at it more. Yes, I think it matters to a degree the amount of weight that you put it on in comparison to say this guy's better because he has more cups. It's no. I think it adds to the resume, but I think when you look at it, when it comes to games played and stat sheet and records that 
guys will hold. Matthews is already he's going to shatter the Leafs goal scoring record. It's not even sure. and he'll probably do it in the next two years. I think it'll be. Right? I'll think those guys will be in the conversation. I think the when you talk about those things, that there's going to be a tiering, right? Like, listen, people talk about Doug Gilmore with reverence. They talk about Wendell Clark with reverence. I'm still very aware that these guys did not win. Matt Sundin can be considered one of the greatest. He didn't win, right? And I, and I understand that they're two different eras, but there's always going to be a dichotomy between guys who won champ. And the longer this drought goes, the harder it's going to be to be considered a great without winning. Okay, but here, here's another variable I want to throw at you. We can talk about Matt Sundin, you know, played 981 games as a Maple Leaf. It has the most goals at 420 goals that Austin Matthews will pass. Oh, he's going to demolish the shit out of it. He absolutely will pass. Matt Sundin has the most points at 987. Marner is already at, what is that, 594. Marner and Matthews are kind of like neck and neck in there. And Nylander, like they will finish one, two, three. And for sure. Something Matt Sundin didn't do because it would have been impossible for him to do. If everything holds in terms of like, there's no significant regression with any of these guys. If they don't get hurt or whatever, not only will they lead one, two, three in points and one, two, three in goals and one, two, three in games played, but they will, they will do that as 100% Toronto Maple Leafs drafted as a Maple Leaf, retired as a Maple Leaf. The only guys on the list who, who did something like that in terms of that many games was George Armstrong. And yeah, Armstrong has four cups. I understand that there's another level that they need to get to in order to have this this accolade to say they're the greatest of all time. I, George Armstrong probably is that guy who is the greatest of all time as a Toronto Maple Leaf because he played the most amount of games, 1,188 games, exclusively 100% with the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's pretty fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. But especially Matthews will pass that number. Nylander with eight-year deal will pass that number. Marner, if he resigns, which I assume he will, he's going to pass that number. Like, and that is three guys doing it all in the same team in the same era, keeping that all of that core together. That is unheard of. Other than like Daniel and Henrik Sedin, who did it together, but they don't have any cups to show for it. They had a shit ton of points. They played thirteen hundred games together. Nobody on Vancouver has any cups to show for it. Right, but uh, you can't argue and say that they're not the greatest Vancouver Canucks of all time because they are. Right, but I was saying if if the 94 Canuck team of Pavel Burry and Trevor Linden, they won a cup, are you going to say the Sedins are better or is Burry and Linden? No, I would 100% say the Sedins. I, I, I think my... Blasphemy. I think the way I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it in terms of longevity and in terms of how much you mean to the organization. Look at the Toronto Raptors. Is Kawhi Leonard a better Toronto Raptor than Vince Carter was? I mean, in a lot of arguments, people make that case, yes. Just because he was the catalyst of that one championship. They yes. Won. It's one championship. Because it's one more than we had before him. Yes. People, do, do, who do they, who, what do people think is a better Raptor or greater Raptor? DeMar DeRozan or Kawhi Leonard? Ah, uh, that's a hard See, question. Chris Bosh or Kawhi Leonard? That's what I'm saying. Like, come on. I know. I'm not saying you're wrong. The championship holds a lot of weight. Yeah, and it and should. I think, well, and I dude, if they, but if they but, win, if they win, they're immortal. 
the three of oh, them if they, they win they, they will they will get houses gifted to them they will never pay for another thing in the city again like Dude, that money will, for them is pointless they will exist on a different plane of existence if they figure out a way to win that's what i'm trying to say they will like they will change street names for them yes like you'll you'll get like young and dundas like, square will be austin matthew square instead of whatever they want to want to name it right saracota like, or whatever yeah that'll be austin I think matthew. that uh isn't it that cheese and uh, spinach thing, Spanakopa thing? Spanakopa terracotta? I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I think like they'll be in the conversation, but there's always going to be that but, right? And then what I'm saying is if they win, if they figure out how to do it, man, like they, like, they will be stuff. But do, like, they, but do they have to? Like that, that's that's the thing is a lot I think of these they do, great to ascend? Leaks, no. Yeah. But like I think like the great leafs that we always hold in such high regard are guys that yeah they won but again it's they did it with six to eight teams like and with a talent pool that is not nearly as deep as it is today. Austin and, Matthews or Doug Gilmore. <laughs> the silence but I'm even is there pausing because you don't want to say Austin Matthews, but the answer is Austin Matthews. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it, but is that like? But I think I think the bias? thing is, is uh, no, 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 you can't, you can't, you can't to... do that though, because then it's the same thing with any other guy, right? Sure, no, I understand. I'm just saying, like, like, are we judging it purely based on points and being a goal scorer and winning, like, those things, or like what they mean to a franchise? Like Doug Gilmore took them to a conference final. I know, but it's not just about the points. It's uh, what I'm trying to say is like it's also about being a lifetime Maple Leaf. And there's so few guys who did that. Now, things can change. Maybe sure. at the end of Austin Matthews' career, he's like, you know what? I want to finish my career in, in, well, it won't be Arizona by then. It'll probably be like the, I don't know, the Utah. Tuscaloosa. The, thing, the thing is, it's, such, it's so hard to have this conversation because even when you look at other guys who did that, they won, right? Like Steve Eiserman won, right? He was a Red Wing his entire career, won. Like it's, it's very hard to have like again i'm saying they're in the conversation i'm not saying they're not i'm saying there, there's always going to be people who are going to go like it's not going to be unquestionable irrevocable no doubt about it like there's always going to be a segment that is going to say yeah but where are the cut dude they don't even need to win multiple they need to win one do you think the answer of greatest red wing of all time is steve eiserman or nicholas lidstrom it doesn't matter they both won cubs well they didn't win the same amount of cups. No, but uh, I'm saying Lidstrom, that, but, Lidstrom had four and Eisman had three. Yeah. In terms of games played as a Detroit Red Wing, and they both played their entire career as a Detroit Red Wing, it was 1,514 for Eisman, 1,564 for Lidstrom. I would say Lidstrom only because when you talk about the greatest NHL players all time, Lidstrom's in that conversation. So I don't know that you can... You can say Iserman is a better Red Wing, but Lidstrom is a better NHL player of all time. You know what I mean? Like I don't. But also, Iserman was also the captain. So there, again, there's different things that. It was mean, Lidstrom. Okay, I, I guess that's true, right? Yeah. After Iserman. Um, yeah. So I don't. I guess Lidstrom is probably. I guess most people in Detroit would probably say either or, right? Like you'll have you'll have people who come at it from both sides. Again, yeah, I, so again I, guess, I, don't, I don't even think they need four cups. I think they need one. Like the longer the drought goes, again, the bigger, the bigger like that bubble expands in the room, 
and whoever pops it, that like again, my brother's right. They'll name streets. It's gonna be ridiculous. They'll name the fucking arena. Here's another interesting example: is Ron Ellis. He played with the Maple Leafs from 1963 to 1981. Played over a thousand games. One I of think the he's like one Stanley Cup. One of the greats. So, are and you? I would still put Ron Ellis. I would put Ron Ellis above William Nylander. One hundred percent. That's so. That's what I'm getting at. Like, are we still yeah. positioning? So, I guess what our conclusion is here. You go to anybody, regardless. anybody who's a Leaf fan, like history and stuff, and say Ron Ellis or William Nylander. They're saying Ron Ellis right now, right now. By the conclusion of it, who knows? Again, if William Nylander has a bajillion points, and you know what I mean. Or again, and all it takes is just one. I'm telling you, one. Hell, I, I, I'll, I'll walk it back. A Stanley Cup final appearance, a, a skate, a crisp, a crisp crossover on the ice and warm up, and these guys make it for. <laughs> that's all they. I just, like, I just, I just think it's wholly unfair to kind of put that on guys when it's such a team dynamic sport. To say that you need a cup because, you know, what if. It's a Eastern Conference semifinal and goalie just fucking loses his mind. And it's something beyond their control. Like I, that's zero control that yeah. you could have. No, you could have Austin Matthews, William Nylander in a semifinal for the Eastern Conference and put up 12 goals and 10 assists each in six games and lose that because the goalie's down and everyone's going to write them off. Be like, they couldn't get it done. They they could shatter a playoff record getting to a Eastern semifinal or an Eastern final and a goalie could shit the bed and people will be like, Nope, they couldn't get it done. Like there's only so much you can allow the expectation of they need to get it done when until they get to a point where what they're doing is otherworldly that it's no longer on them. But it's they not other wor- it's otherworldly for this team. It's not otherworldly for other players in the league. Like, so you're telling me that if Austin Matthews were to come out of that first, like say they go out in game seven in round two, this playoffs and Austin Matthews in that second round has in that second round alone, 12 goals and 10 assists. And you're like, well, he didn't get it done. That would be like a record for a playoff round. I don't think so. In this scenario, I think what we'll end up doing is blaming either Jones or wall or Samson of well, Jones I, was the second star of the week. Thank Christ. <laughs> So yeah, I'm just I look you look at other sports and it's it's so hockey is just magically exempt, right? Like and I don't I don't think specifically the Toronto Maple Leafs, I don't think that that works that way, right? Like you you But look, I, I hockey's a different sport in so much like basketball, one star player can change your fortunes completely in terms of winning a series, right? Be Kawhi and, Leonard. Yeah. You know, if the Raptors don't have Kawhi, they probably don't even sniff the Eastern Conference final. No. Like not even close. Right. They don't get past they don't get past Philadelphia without Kawhi Leonard. No. Zero chance. And I just think like basketball is such a star driven sport. It's a bunch of it's most teams are two star players, couple really good players, and the rest are all just, you know, so, grocery sticks. Right. So if it's just one of these guys on this team, are they still the greatest? I th- I think if if Matthews comes out holding the goals record, if he comes out ho- having the heart trophy that he won and he gets another and if he gets 70 something goals like i don't think you can really have the argument against him being one of if not the greatest leaf of all time oh, 
Yeah. That's, but that's what I'm saying. He is one of, if not, maybe the greatest. When I, I, I would say there that there will always like, be the conversation. If the common denominator, if the tiebreaker goes down to cups, I think that's being kind of disingenuous for towards the argument of individual greatest player. When I would say that some of those Leafs teams are the greatest Leaf teams of all time. Sure. I mean, the same can be said for baseball. Baseball's a number of people coming together, people going down hurt, people always reference to get in the fucking Hall of Fame. They go, World Series? Right? And that, but that's that's, what that's, a, that's a bullshit thing we always talk about and saying like some of these guys are getting robbed of Hall of Fame placements. I'm, I, again, I'm not disagreeing. I'm saying there's gonna be the conversation is what I'm saying, and there will always be that conversation. But all it takes is is that no, to we know it all takes is one for them to to be immortal. Like that's not we all know that. Like that that goes with any sport with teams with long histories. Like, the guys who won the Cubs the World Series, like five, six years ago, those guys will go down forever. The guys who broke the Red Sox curse, those guys will go down forever. We understand that. But I, I think it's very unfair to not look at what these guys are doing now in the modern game with it being as fast as it is, as heavy as it is, and as talented and deep as this league is currently, that what they're doing, especially with Matthews on pace for 70-something goals, to not already say he's there that by the end of it the way it's going he's gonna be the greatest leaf ever sure and i guess that's i guess what i'm trying to drive this towards is i think we need to appreciate what this team is i know we we criticize a lot yeah they're a wonderfully successful individual stat and regular season team am i we're gonna be listen listen how many times in our lifetime did we look at teams that had fucking and no disrespect to Tyler Bozak, but had Tyler sure. Bozak at center and just endlessly Perot, searching for someone for sure. 2006 to 2016 were the Chad dark Kilger. ages. Chad Kilger. Yeah. Dark ages of this team. Again, I'll, I'll say the statement again and I'm not, I'm playing devil's advocate here. I love this team. Don't get me wrong. I love watching teams that win, <laughs> you know, but they're a wonderful regular season team with a number of guys who have incredible individual stats. Well, someone else has incredible individual stats is uh, <laughs> no, Martin Jones. No, let's confirm. No, it's just, I, like I said, I, I, I know where I stand on it, and like, we're going to disagree on it. I just think it's it's kind of unfair to say the cup is the, is the only deciding factor if they're greatest leaf or not. Because, like, like I said, I just think it's... There's too many things like with goaltending and defense and things like that that <clears throat> just kind of almost ruin the argument to say that a cup is what matters. Now, in regard to like, I know we kind of went to this huge digression, just specifically like the Nylander contract thing. I mean, people are pissed at the money, but like, let's be honest, Tavares isn't coming back for anything more than like five million when his contract's up, and. Everyone, I think, is pretty aware that the cap is going to skyrocket in the next three, four years. Like they went up a little bit this year. It's going to go up a little bit next year. And then it's going to exponentially rise over the next like five, six years. So I think that 11 million and whatever Matthews has right now and whatever Marner's going to get, I don't think it looks as bad four years from now as it does today. I mean, yeah. So just doing very, very, very rough math. 
Matthews is going to get about like $1.8 million more next year than he is this year. So whatever the cap increases, remove $1.8 million. And then Nylander is almost doubling Four. what he's getting. He's going to get an additional, you know, five million bucks, we'll say. Maybe a little less than that. Four and a half. Yeah. So four and a half plus one point five, it's uh, five is it? Seven point something. Maybe six point something. Cap's not going fuck? up seven million. Cap's not going up seven million or six million. Not and, in two years. Well well, you still have to field the team next year. <laughs> I get that like in two years yeah. you're gonna Samson get more off, relief, so wait, but... they're not gonna bring Samson off back, so they're three million down. So now you're four million. TJ okay, Brody's then... probably not getting signed for four and a half. Well, he's so... actually making five on the cap. So if Brody comes back, you assume it's probably not for five million dollars. And if even if he is worth that on the open market, I don't know if he is or he isn't. I'm sure there is someone or something. No, they can't yeah. pay that. There's someone or something they can find in free agency that will hold them over for two million bucks, a million bucks, or whatever it is. You're going to have to sacrifice what you're paying in defense, essentially. Yeah, or or Bertuzzi and Domi, one if not both, are Sayonara. And you're hoping that Pontus Holmberg and Nick Robertson and Guy B and Minton and Cal- <laughs> who uh, is David Ayers yeah. are still at the building. Cowan and Minton. And I, you have, what is it, going to be one year left of Matthew? Well, you have two more years of Matthew. No, no. After this year, one year left of Matthew right. Nyes at a cheap price. So I, I think next year you're in cap hell in terms of trying to field a competitive team. I think next year is going to be the headache. After that, I don't think it's it's as bad as we perceive it to be. Um, and again, like who knows to say that there's guys like, I know that people are like, yeah, that's the golden savior parachute that you're looking for. But we've seen... <laughs> Joe's already laughing at me. He's going to pull some fucking jabroni's name and be like, <laughs> no, I, but we got no. this guy. No, because I was going to say, guys like Lagasin and Benoit have stepped in and looked real good. Yeah. And you sure. felt good about them in the lineup in a 7-8 or 6-7 yeah. or 5-6 kind of spot. So you're kind of okay with that. I think as long as your top three are really solidified in a good spot with Riley and uh, Lilligren and whoever you want to kind of attribute that <laughs> That's third the problem. next year. <laughs> right, but McCabe. Oh, yeah, McCabe, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, if you have a solid three like that you can get you know guys like benoit and logison in there that can get you you know 10 minutes a night and you feel good about their 10 minutes you know i I think the real issue personally for me isn't so much the forwards you can find forward depth wherever either guys from the marlies or free agents ptos that end up working out like the forwards aren't to me necessarily the issue phil castle's still looking for a job hey i wouldn't be hey i'd I would throw Phil Kessel $1 million for the back half of a season and a cup full of hot dogs. But um, I, I think the concern for me is always going to be goaltending. Yeah. Granted, like Martin Jones has been a great story for the past two weeks. Like fantastic Dude, story. He's made some do incredible saves. But you're right. right. But do Most I think successful teams are also built from the back out? I and just, I just want to say, I told you so. That's all I'm saying. He says, I told you so for two weeks. Watch. He's going to have next two weeks of a GAA of like 785. He's like, oh, it's a blip in the radar. The one thing I am concerned about is is the everyone's prediction of the cap exponentially going up without solid TV. When do the TV the TV rates are almost up, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know exactly when, but I'm sure it's, it's soon. coming soon. And, and I, I don't know what the Angels. Yeah, they're gonna, there's going to be a lockout for sure. 
so after the lockout, there'll be a new television deal. And the question is, yeah, like who's paying that money? Because I yeah. don't, I don't see Rogers paying that money again. No. And uh, they, so like they're a gate driven business. So they got to make sure they're bringing like butts and seats, right? Like Shorzy butts and seats. So, you know, I, I know people are very optimistic about this cap, but again, like with MLS, like leapfrogging the NHL in terms of popularity in the United States, I'd be and with Gary Batman at the helm. I'd be very concerned about how much that cap is actually going to go. Like people are saying, oh, hundred million plus. I don't fucking see it going anywhere over a hundred million at all. I, I think they're gonna have problems getting to ninety five in the next five years. Uh, the deal's up in twenty twenty five. They signed the twelve year five point two billion dollar rights deal in November twenty thirteen. That scares me, man. And when's the CBA up? I think it's the same time. Uh, same time. <laughs> so there will there won't be a season in twenty five twenty six, I guess, and then they'll have it all ironed out for the following year after that. I, I would say this. It's Dude. sad that it's come to this, that this is the discussion because the salary cap, as much as we know that the Rangers, the Leafs, the Habs, everyone would just absolutely just pay for cups. We know it. But it takes away from the entertainment. One, because you don't get exciting trades anymore like like you did back in the day. And then two, it's instead of being like excited for your team in the league, being like, oh my God, this guy's going here. This guy's going here. It's... Yeah. How much is this guy making? Yeah, it's like, what is he, you know, it ruins the excitement as a fan because you're just, you start looking at it like, it's now to be a fan of the NHL, you have to be an accountant. There is a happy medium though. Because like, if you look at, if you look at basketball, like I hate those contracts those guys sign, right? Like I look at it and I'm like disgusted. I'm like, what? That's why a luxury tax is great. Go ahead. Do a luxury tax. Well, (laughs) are we sure? Because look at the LA Dodgers right now. Who yeah. are just signing whoever the fuck but they want, and you can't, no one else. If that was our team, not going to do forty-year deferrals, right? Like, yeah, you, like that's something they'll work in that you can't we've defer money from the Dodgers. That that is slightly unfair, right? But I do think a well, soft cap or a luxury tax is probably the way to go. But the Leafs are doing the opposite in terms of they're just giving everyone these signing bonuses. So the Dodgers are saying, "Yeah, we'll defer all this money, and that's how we're gaming the system." The Maple Leafs are gaming the system by paying everyone these massive sa- uh, signing bonuses yeah. and giving them no salary. So it, it that's their competitive advantage, that they can say to a player, hey, we'll give you $15 million every July 1st, every single year. True. And then who gives a fuck what your salary is? Yeah, but- and then like the Florida Panthers are like, well, we can't do that. Like We have no tax. Hey, but you'll need to take a salary. True. Yeah, but I think I think it's different because like the difference is, is that where in the MLB, that deferral doesn't go against the cap. Where the NHL, it's the signing bonus still goes against the cap in terms of True. how it works. And also, because it's amortized, yeah, yeah. So it it does go against the cap, but it is the the, the value is different. You're right. Like so, yeah. the deferred money gets translated to today's money. So Otani's cap hit, if you want to call it that, is not seventy million dollars as it should be. It's forty something, whatever the fuck the number is, because they're adjusting for inflation of what that money will be 10 years from now so yeah there's a lot of things that probably shouldn't exist the way it currently exists in major league baseball um in terms of competitive balance i just and, i just don't think we can sh- i don't think we can shit on nylander for taking the money because oh god no i'm not doing that no no no, no, no. no he's earned every penny but i also i just think that 
I do. I, I think the best solution, and I've, I think we've talked about this before, is you do a soft cap, you add a luxury tax. That money goes into a pool of the league where percentages of, of that luxury tax that a team goes over the cap, you can make it egregious. You could say you're paying 25% into this pool for any team. And the least will be like, whatever. Rangers, Habs, they'll be like, fine, whatever. Fuck it, Boston. And then what that money does is that gets divided between, you know, multiple things, whether it's uh, retired player assistance when it comes to retirement, health, medical, all that shit. Uh, it goes to some of the poorer teams to help them. If you're really concerned about keeping Arizona in Arizona, you know, you, you can add that to the pool. Like there's things you can do with that money that not just help those teams, help players after, but then you have an exciting product with available movement of players. I like it. Um, Could you imagine if we ran the league, that would happen and boom, we'd be done. Because all these owners, and what pisses me off the most is the owners that bitch and moan about it, but but they're the first ones that would buy that cup if they had the chance. And that's why I don't like shitting on the Dodgers. Because instead of getting mad at what the Dodgers are doing, we should be mad that Rodgers is not doing the same thing that the Dodgers are doing. Yeah. Hey, I can. And I I think the frustration comes through the funnel of the lens of the Dodgers, but it's really just us with our own team and organization because we have the money. They just don't want to do it. So obviously this turned into a larger conversation than actually William Nylander, but to put a bow on that, I think maybe if all of us can give our thoughts quickly, I'm just going to say good for him. I think he deserves every bit of it and for living, we'll figure it out. That's why him and Pridham get paid what they get paid. They'll figure it out. I want to hear Jim's I mean, thoughts because he's the one who shed on Nylander for the longest time. I mean, you can't argue with his play, and he's made a lot of improvements um, below center ice, like towards the front of the offensive zone. I mean, he gets to the net. His shot has been vastly improved over the last three years. Um, he's played he's, – his corner work has been improved this year. I think that's why you're seeing a lot of the results you're seeing um, come from things like assists because he's winning puck battles. And he's maintaining control of the puck, and he's 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 winning in those areas, which is resulting in assists more than in goals. He's got fifty four points and like eighteen or nineteen goals. So I think that's indicative about how he's upped his game. I mean, eleven and a half million dollars is a lot of money to give number one a winger. Um, eleven and a half million dollars is a lot to give to somebody who doesn't necessarily play a two hundred foot game. And that's kind of my concern is it's, you know, he's, he's become one of the more lethal players every time he's on the ice north of the north of center, south of center. You know, I would like to see a little more defensive responsibility. I'm not asking for penalty kill minutes. I just, that's me. And I'm being, that's me being nitpicky for a guy making 11 and a half million dollars, which you should be nitpicky with, I think. He has played the penalty kill this year. Yeah, I mean, still not great. I would love to see him skate hard on a back check at five on five. You know, or skate to the bench when you have to make a line change and not get busted for too many men. Those kinds of things I'd like to see for an $11.5 million player. I just think in a decade from now, we're going to look back and say, holy shit, this team was incredible. Too bad they didn't wake up. 
It's just, I don't know what it was. You can't put your finger on it. Like, why couldn't they get it done? This would have been yeah, why? really cool. If we they were so close. <laughs> they were so, so good. Close. Can you, oh, man. Just I imagine know. this team without these guys. Just imagine this team without these guys. Oh, I, dude, they'd be so it fucking be garbage. We, well, well actually, not necessarily. We might have Connor Bedard and Matthew Seller, but a Celebrini or whatever his name is. Yeah, uh, Bedard broke his jaw. He's never going to play in our NHL game again. So, <laughs> yeah, that's four to six weeks he's out. But yeah, nah, he's got the fishbowl. He'll be fine. That's a joke. Uh, Sidney Crosby uh, broke his jaw. And he's uh, totally fine. So, because well, yeah. it's hockey, right? You break your jaw, you're out for a couple games or whatever. You're back out there. Baseball, that's a career. It's over. Ask Jeremy yeah, remember Ronick. when Jeremy Ronick? Yeah. yeah. Couple shifts, bud. So ridiculous. <laughs> it's dumb. Like, don't get me wrong, but it's, when it's men the were culture men. of this. Yeah. <laughs> and they had man conversations out on yeah. the ice. Right. Well, if you want to do a real manly thing, what you should do is check out our sponsor because this episode is brought to you by Now Your Treasures. Now Your Treasures are purveyors of licensed fine art prints for movies, comics, TV, and video games. Sourced from galleries in the US and UK, which include artists from all over the world. Visit Now Your Treasures on Instagram. Send a DM 43.6 to receive 43% off any order. All orders are shipped with tracking and complimentary insurance. You know, I bet uh, now your treasures knows how to ship things, unlike uh, our friend at Blenders, you know? They'll actually uh, not just take your order. They'll, like, actually ship your order, too. Because they can have do, the product. They have the product. And if you want to see that product, visit the entire ever-expanding inventory at nowyourtreasures.ca or .com. That's N-O-W-Y-O-U-R-T-R-E-A-S-U-R-E-S dot C-A or .com, and remember, go to now your treasures on Instagram. Send a DM forty three point six to receive forty three percent off any order. Gentlemen, we are at the very end of the NFL season. The regular season has come to an end, and now we look forward to playoffs. This coming weekend will be Wild Card Weekend, and. How did we get here so quickly? 18 weeks have flown right by, and there was some stories happening in week 18 for us to get to exactly where we are today. One of the more hilarious ones was probably on Saturday night with the Colts and Texans, where it was essentially winning you're in. And on fourth and one, the Colts decided to throw a screen pass to someone I have literally never heard of before in my life. <laughs> and the ball was dropped, game was over, and off we go. Dude, it was the right call, though. You can't argue that. Was that it? guy was fucking wide open. There's a reason for that. Because <laughs> no, 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 one, no, one <laughs> no one thought this fucking guy, you know... Was Barry Hor? No one thought Barry Horowitz was going to get the ball in this play, and all you had to do was make a grade school fucking catch. Now, to be fair, Minshew did throw behind him, so it wasn't like it was that easy of a catch. But at the same time, I would have made that catch. That that needs to be a catch. Yeah. So I'm just saying that's the call. Like, hold on, you would have made the catch at the park behind your house if someone threw that ball and you didn't have you know 250 pound men uh, trying to rip your face off yes 
But in an NFL game, under those circumstances, no, you would not have caught that ball. All I'm saying is that was the call. You, you're not that that you're not that wide open, and it's not the call. Like, no, the call was play fucking Jonathan Taylor or Zach Moss. That was the that was what the call should have been. But but the guy you anyway. dude the guy was wide open for days. He I say was. the guy because I don't know who it Absolutely. was. <laughs> I, I, I'll say I don't remember his name either. So it, it doesn't matter. That's how non. And I don't want to shit on the guy because like he hasn't played all year. He like literally is a no name player. Yeah, like I'm not trying to insult the man. Like I, I sympathize with him. Like he should not have been put in that position. But hey man, Texans moving on to the playoffs, win their division. Like what the what? what? Dude, <laughs> I don't Stroud. know where this came from. CJ Stroud, man. Oh brother. Um Nico Collins just made some ridiculous plays in that game too. Man, he's such I'm, a good yeah. receiver, like so underrated. Yeah, like I'm actually pretty excited to watch the Texans, and we'll talk about their game this coming week in a second. The other, you know, game that is worth talking about. Oh boy, the Jacksonville Jaguars, reminiscent of that Super Bowl game with uh, Pats against Seahawks and fucking Marshawn Lynch on one yard and they didn't give him the ball and they passed. And it's almost worse because they were like first in goal. Just, and they, at one point they were what second and one, just give the ball to Etienne three. He's got three tries to get it in there. I just, <laughs> I, I think my, one of my favorite things that I've seen on the internet this week, I think James, you might send it to me was, there is that quote tweet from WWE on Fox. And the tweet they were quoting was Jags tickets on Jags playoff tickets on sale now. And they responded with like that Kurt Angle face. Kurt Angle, like, yeah. <laughs> um, I so. saw the someone's like Trevor Lawrence be like, and it's the video from not another team movie where he has the final throw at the end of the game. And it goes <laughs> way over. Everyone hits Billy Bob in the head. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that was pretty much the same throw. The well, guy yeah, the, gunned it. The first down, he overthrew Calvin Ridley. By about 10 yards. Yeah. And then at that point, you just, I don't understand why they just, like I said, hand the ball to Etienne and just try to get him to hammer that ball. He was averaging like four yards a carry. Yeah. Better luck next year, Tony. I mean, Lawrence was hurt, uh, bad shoulder, yeah. and his leg wasn't 100%, but... Like I said, in that moment, if you're trying to get in, and especially when you're second and one on the goal line, like it just it baffled my mind when they just didn't hand him the ball. Gotta make the play. Speaking of guys who never got the ball when they needed it, um, the Atlanta Falcons lost to the New Orleans Saints, and the reason why oh. this is a topic of conversation oh. is because is after the game, or well, after the game, Arthur Smith went over to you know you see head coaches meet in the middle of the field at the at for every game but arthur smith fucking laid into dennis allen about like what the fuck was that like what what do you what are you scoring on the last play of the game for when you're up you know 30 points or whatever it was it was ridiculous dude it so, wasn't the scoring though oh i'm sure it was part of, it was the scoring that he no was it was the about. fact that they lined up in victory formation well well yes okay yeah i'm getting there um <laughs> So, yeah, the whole story 
Allen calls the play, and the play is victory formation, and they go line up. But for whatever reason, Jameis Winston, and according to Jameis Winston, the entire team agreed with Jameis that they should say, fuck it, let's score. And then the defense is sitting there, like, just waiting for Conceding. them to kneel it out. And, yeah. Yeah. And they run a play, and they score a touchdown. So I get why Arthur Smith is mad. I would be mad, too. But it's also really funny because Arthur Smith sucks, and everyone who is a <laughs> everyone who is a Falcons fan right now is rejoicing. If you have Bijan Robinson in your fantasy team, and you're wondering if you should keep him for next year, yes, you should, because Arthur Smith is gone, and you don't yeah. have to deal with this guy anymore. I saw Shannon Sharp go off, being like, "I would cut James cut Winston with- today." You can't because- going to the, pl- no, yeah. going to the playoffs. No, no. Yeah, he said I would cut Jameis Are Winston they? today because there's a reason why the Bucks didn't make it anywhere with him, and Tom Brady went and won a Super Bowl with that same Bucks team. He says Baker Mayfield led the Bucks to the playoffs with the same Bucks team that Jameis Winston couldn't, because he said basically Jameis Winston's a fucking moron. Is basically yeah, what he the, said. The Saints aren't going to the playoffs. They're they're eliminated as well. That game at night. Oh, were they? Okay. Yeah, I thought that yeah. was. Uh, but I, I thought like, they made it in with the win. No, but he's saying he's like I would cut. Cut him. And I, I think I agree with Shannon Sharp. If you lined up in I or whatever, and you and you you give the defense a, a fighting chance to to stop you, that's one thing. And someone might be like, well, pricks score at the end of the game, like guys who dunk or whatever. But at least you gave the defense the opportunity to play the play. Lining up in victory and then going, that's fucking grimy, dude. Yeah, that's that's a shit move right there. And I agree. Like, I would definitely be cutting Jameis loose. And he seems like a really nice guy, and I get that. But if you're the head coach and you tell your team to do something and they ignore you and go do something else. I want to hear from the other teammates that apparently said they were all for it. Yeah. that's It's hard to, like, pull all guys on the team in that moment. You know what I mean? Like Who scored the touchdown? Oh, you're, you're, Oh God, I don't even know. Jam- uh, it was the reason James, they said they did James it was no, or, no, it was, no, it was Jamal James Williams. Williams, Jamal Williams, Jamal Williams, and they wanted to do it, so he got a he got a touchdown on the year because he hasn't gotten one yet all year, and that's why they made the decision. Oh, who gives a shit? <laughs> what are we talking about? Like, yeah, what? The, you know what I mean? Like, that's just that's still. I don't know. If there was like a two million bonus on the line again. Run the play. Don't and that's yeah. And look, yeah. I love Jamal Williams. He's a big anime guy. I don't even like anime, but I like him. Okay. Um, but it still just seems like a shitty thing to do. Yeah. Anyways, we should move on. I just found that story hilarious. I think and it's funny. The interview after was funny too. With the what, when Jameis was like arguing with the reporter, like very, you know, calm. Cordial, respectful. Very respectfully yelling at each other. And. I, he didn't come off looking like he won that argument. <laughs> that's, that's, I guess, the only way I'm going to put it. I guess uh, Bills Dolphins also happened, and Bills won because the Dolphins Dude, won't beat Bills, up. Dolphins fans are losing their mind about not winning the AFC East. Dolphins, as are they should have. Dolphins are frauds. I feel like a lot of teams are frauds in the NFL, and that's um, going to take us into Wild Card Weekend. And it's all going to kick off. Hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The Jets okay. beat the Pats. And Belichick's possible last Patriots game. The team Belichick hates more than anything. 
Okay. Walked him Since out. You brought it. Since you brought up the Jets, I should probably, before we get there, talk about what we talked about 18 weeks ago. Maybe 19 weeks ago. If you recall, we all made predictions of who we thought was going to win each division. Would you care to revisit that list right now? No, I'm good. Probably so wrong. Actually, Maddie, you were... uh, If we're going by points in terms of who got the most correct, we all tied, I think. (laughs) I think we all had three correct, so... Uh, so AFC East, I said the Bills, and I got that correct. It was it came down to the wire, obviously, and both you marks said the Jets, which <laughs> obviously did not happen. I, I I think that should be an asterisk because if Aaron Rodgers played the whole season, they probably win that division. Well, sure, and if the Dolphins didn't have all the injuries they had, they probably win the division too. So, and if Leafs had a goal, Tyree doesn't drop passes. Yeah, and uh, if if Samsonov knew how to stop a puck, the Leafs would have the best record in the league right now. Nevertheless, uh, AFC North, I said the Ravens, which, of course, is correct. And both you clowns said the Bengals, which, of course, is uh, incorrect. Again, if Joe Burrows played the whole season. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of clowns, AFC South, all three of us answered Tony Khan, which, of course, is uh, incorrect. The Jaguars, they had a chance. It was theirs for the taking. But they did not want it, clearly. AFC West, we were all correct. We all said Kansas City. Uh, NFC East, we were all incorrect. We all said the Eagles. And boy, have they looked bad. Yeah, I don't think it's on Nick Sirianni, though. Like, you can't have a guy that starts your team 10-1 and and then them completely shit the bed for the next five weeks. What if they're playing rope-a-dope? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I mean, sure, I guess. I mean, we've seen possible. we've seen teams in other leagues play to lose so that they have a better matchup. And again, in the NFL, why would you want to do that? Because you get a first week bye, but still. NFC North, uh, James was correct in saying the Lions are going to win that division. Maddie said the Vikings, and don't worry about what I said. Uh, the, the NFC, Bears? I said the Bears, said the yeah. Bears. <laughs> <laughs> I was so in on them, like saying like the pieces are here now like let's go see them do it and i mean if kirk cousins plays all season uh nfc south all three of us said the panthers (laughs) we're stupid i'm not even (laughs) sure why i'd have to go back and listen to that episode of like what our reasoning was but uh he's probably yeah young (laughs) i think it was like a combination of you know adam Thielen, bryce young they had um what's his nuts at um I mean, between back. like uh, Chuba Hubbard and Miles Sanders together, you would Miles assume Sanders. is like a good yeah. tandem one, two, right? But no, <laughs> didn't work out that way. No. Not at all. Uh, NFC West, both of you said the 49ers, which was correct. And I said the Seahawks for an unknown reason. And then Super Bowl. At the very beginning of the year, we picked a Super Bowl winner. I don't know why I said this, but I said the Jacksonville Jaguars. So um, that is not correct because they did not even make the playoffs. So I'm already eliminated from that contention. James said the Jets, which obviously is not correct. They did not make the playoffs. Maddie said the Eagles. So Maddie, you are still alive considering we all had three answers correct. Oh, no. Maddie only had two answers correct. So you really need this one to be right. 
<laughs> Nevertheless, the playoffs are starting this weekend, and it starts with the Browns and Texans. It's funny when I look at all these matchups because I feel like there's in almost every matchup there's something. And of course, the Browns and Texans, that's Deshaun Watson. And obviously, Watson's not going to be playing, but Watson against the Texans, that's a kind of cool thing to, you know, to see. <laughs> not necessarily I'm something sure he'll you love would watching expected. the game from the massage room. <laughs> who, if you had to pick a winner, Texans. who would you take? Texans. That yeah, Cleveland defense is supposed to be really good, but we've seen them get shelled. I don't know, man. I, I think the Texans come away with this. I think CJ Stroud is jo- real fucking special. I, I also really like CJ like Stroud, but Joe Flacco, man. What a fucking Hey man. Oof. Super Bowl MVP. Jer- Jersey sales went up four hundred percent. Yeah, and is it true that he this is his best stretch of football of all time? I will I I mean probably just, just I can't a lot imagine. Of rest. Like that many <laughs> because Baltimore ran the ball so much, right? So True. even like during his days in Baltimore, like Ray Rice would run the ball a lot. Um, however, I will say this as much as I like the Texans, I don't know if I can bet against Joe Flacco right now. You can bet against Joe Flacco, it's okay. He's really good so far, <laughs> at least now. in this moment. Yeah, at least in this moment, he's really good. I don't know, man. It's it's tough, man. Like I don't want the Browns to win this game, but I kind of do want to root for Joe Flacco. I just think it's nice for the Texans to be in this position after being shit for so long. Having like think of the years to come with Tank Dell, Nico Collins, and C.J. Stroud as you know your offense, and then you know you you shore up that defense, maybe a little bit more O line help, a solid running game, and man, the Texans are gonna Texans are gonna be ruthless. They will be like I yeah. like honestly as like a one A one B combo. Dude. I Derrick Henry get him in Houston, man. Don't forget Dalton Schultz. Yeah, Dalton Schultz. Serviceable so, tight end. Yeah, I think I think the Texans are going to be good for a little while for sure. Then the Saturday night games on Peacock, which is weird, yeah, and said, I can't wait for the outrage to happen on Twitter when all the old white people realize that it's on Peacock and they don't know how to use Peacock and they don't know what Peacock is and they just want to watch the Dolphins and Chiefs game, which is... What are you telling me? I got to watch cock? No, it's on Peacock. The game is being on some guy's cock? No, it's on Peacock, Grandpa. Tyreek Hill back in Kansas City in a playoff game. This is going to be awesome. And, you know, T-Swift's going to be there, so... I, I I think the Chiefs take it, to be honest. Um, the record that Miami has against good teams is, or I guess north of 500 teams, is not good. So I, I don't know. I think this is a pick em. My My concern is, speaking of not good, the Chiefs' offense is not good. Possum as well. I mean, if we're going to say that, maybe the Eagles have been playing <laughs> possum a little bit. <laughs> maybe the Chiefs Darius are Tony too. has been playing the long game. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if he gets the game-winning touchdown catch? This man gets 15 <laughs> catches for like 1,000 yards something yards, yeah. yeah. We've been saying it all year. Actually, Maddie's been saying it all year. That Mike Tomlin just finds a way. Like, it doesn't matter what happens with the Steelers and how shit they've been all Dude, year. People have to who, are you guys taking, 
Who are you guys taking KC Miami? You didn't say. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll take Miami. I'm because I am a Taylor Swift truther in that I want to believe that the NFL badly wants her at the Super Bowl. I want to believe the, the Chiefs are winning. The, I want to believe the Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl because of Taylor Swift and that reason alone. So I'm going to say the Chiefs for no other reason than Taylor Swift. Okay. Mike Tomlin finds a way. Mm-hmm. But he's going to find his way into Buffalo to play the Bills. I don't know how this is going to go because the Bills have not looked good. And against all. against it. A legit defense in the Steelers yeah. defense. Like, I would say out of all the teams that the Bills could have played, this might have been the worst one. And there's like, it's Mike not Hunt- like there, yeah, it's not like there's gamers on the Pittsburgh offense either. Like, there's or not like there's not gamers. Like Najee, Pickens, Deontay John, like Root, they're playing. They're also good. Yeah. Right? It's like I, I feel like this is the nightmare matchup for the Bills because it's a team that isn't as good as the other teams they potentially could have played. So maybe they don't take them as seriously, but they're a team that can absolutely burn you if you're not ready. It's actually going to end up being the nightmare matchup for the Ravens because if the Steelers win that game, they automatically go to Baltimore. And oh man, oh, the Baltimore-Pittsburgh playoff game. Oh, that would be great. That would it's be not awesome. what it used to be with Roethlisberger there, right? And whomever else from yesteryear, Le'Veon Bell and... Antonio Brown, all those guys, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm seriously leaning Steelers on this one. Yeah, Serious, so yeah. Like I, I, I want to. I, you know what? I am going to take the Steelers. Well, as of right now, Buffalo's favored by ten, so that is, I'm taking the ten. But it's the sure. most, oh, yeah. it's the most Buffalo thing to lose this game. Of course, yeah. in Buffalo, can't wait, dude. Yeah, I'm trying to like- I know how this shakes out. <laughs> And also, too, against such a solid defense and Josh Allen being an interception machine. Yeah, like this is the this is the worst matchup for the Bills. I'm taking the Steelers. Yeah. I'm going for it. Jim? Yeah, Steelers. We're all taking the Steelers. Big dogs. Love it. Mm-hmm. I like it. And if the Steelers and... win, if the Steelers win, I will get a Mason Rudolph DHK jersey. <laughs> he would not a real one. You know his level of love for a player. If he'll get a DHK jersey or a legit jersey. Another really fun matchup is the uh, Packers and Cowboys. Um, I'm not buying the Cowboys though. So. Maybe this round okay, but not the next round. If they get by this game, I don't. I don't. I think they. I think they can win this one, but I think they crumble in the next round. I. I will. S- I, I will say like, this though before. Okay. But hold on. I just want to throw a stat at you though. Cowboys are eight no at, um, at home. Yeah, I think I'm with Maddie. I think they get past this one, but then they're toast. I uh, I don't know. I just don't trust Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott has not won a big game. Don't trust him in the lights. Right. I'm gonna go Cowboys as well, which I. I just can't bet against that Aiden O right now. But yeah, come next round, I think I may flip on the Cowboys for sure. Rams, Lions, Matt Stafford returns to Detroit. Ah, man. I really like the Lions. I know. 
this is this might be the closest matchup of any. I guess the Dolphins and Chiefs are really close too, but I really like this matchup with the Rams and Lions. Indoors, Ford Field, Matt Stafford knows that place like mm-hmm. the back of his hands. Put up nutty numbers. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna tell you, I, Dan Campbell will not let this team lose this game based on what happened in Dallas. Like it's not gonna happen. Like they're motivated, they're angry. You know, I think they've carried that anger over into last week's game, and I think they're going to carry it over into this game. I I want to pick the Rams because I top to bottom, I think the Rams with Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford, and then Iron Williams. Yeah, and then that defense too. Like when you have Aaron Donald on D, you always have a chance. Um, I don't know if the Lions have really come to against a pass rush like this so this one might be the hardest pick for me to be honest you 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 make your pick dustin and come back to me i'm gonna think about this i'm going rams um for all the guys you just mentioned i think their offense is a little too high powered for the lions i love Evan ross st brown but I don't know what the status is, but it looks like Sam Laporta really fucked up his knee. Yeah, I think that's um, toast. Well, so, AJ Brown too might be. Yeah, we're getting there next. Yeah, um, but I think without Laporta, this D, this offense is a lot less dynamic. So, I'm going to go with the Rams. You know what? I I'm probably going to go Rams. You know what? I'm going to take the Rams as well. Strictly, like I said, Aaron Donald, and yeah. when you're if having was it Gibbs and um, Montgomery trying to run against that defense because your pass game is less without Laporta? I don't know. And you know uh, Goff's not going to have nearly as much time as he had against other teams. I, I Not even for the offensive purpose, but for the defensive purpose, I'm going to take the Rams. And this is a weird one to be on the Monday night game. It's the Eagles and Buccaneers. I feel like it's the game I care about the least in this schedule. Mainly because I think the Eagles are nowhere near as good as they were last year, especially losing AJ Brown. You saw Jalen Hurts operating with like eight fingers. Like <laughs> he's fucked up, man. He's giving um, people the finger though. Yeah, because he can't control his digits. That's why. And then you look over at the Buccaneers. And the Baker Mayfield story has been fun, for sure. I I just don't know if I care enough to watch this game. I think it's going to be a close game because I don't think the Buccaneers are that good. And I don't think the Eagles are healthy enough to be competitive anymore. So you're just going to have what South Park would call a cripple fight. And whoever ends up winning this one is going to move on. I think the Bucks are going to win. Honestly, I do. I got to feel I got you know, the Bucks aren't as good as we think, but they're good enough to win this game, I think. And Philly's I, favored by 3. That's, but Bucks are at home. I'm not going to lie though for that kind of line for a team like the Eagles, that's that says that's something. not a good time for them, yeah. Yeah, I'm taking the points. I will take the Buccaneers minus 3 all day. I'll 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 take the Eagles. Or excuse me, Bucks plus 3 all day, but yeah, you get the idea. Yeah, I'll take the Eagles. All right. So of those teams, 
try to keep all those teams in your head and add in the 49ers and add in the Baltimore Ravens. Who's your Super Bowl winner right now? Because mm. obviously, James, it's not going to be the Jets, but you're getting a do-over. Maddie, you can still stick with the Eagles if you want. I'm changing that one for sure. I think it's the 49ers. James would say 49ers. I'll jot it down as like a revised pick. Um, I'm going to say the team I should have said beginning of the year. Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens. Why not? We're here. Let's do it. And if you look at if you look at the Super Bowl logo, it's got purple in it. So and red, and red. But they so changed Maddie, it. There's probably... another version of that uh, logo now. Oh, oh, is there? It's well, it's now it's blue and something that's like represents Dallas and something. Mm. Blue could also be the Bills. Yeah, but... could also be the Rams. Could be the Lions. <laughs> could be a lot of things. <laughs> so they did it. I'm. You know what? I'm with the extra rest. I'm gonna go Niners. Wow. Okay. So both you say the 49ers, I'm saying the Ravens, and that very well could be the Super Bowl because they are the top two seeds in the NFL right now. We shall see. Also, don't forget that the Ravens all of a sudden have Dalvin Cook, who I expect to rush for 150 yards uh, the next time he gets to play. Yeah, the wrong way based on his season. Yeah, minus 150. Listen, make fun all you want, but the Jets' offensive line was so fucking bad. That's you true. could have had Ladanian Tomlinson out there, and he would have rushed okay. for negative yards. It's fine. Brees Hall still figured out a way. That, that's also true. <laughs> What's also true is that Tiger Woods has announced the end of a 27-year partnership with Nike. And when asked about it, and asking like, is there gonna, what's going to be next, and like, what's coming up? Like, you have something planned, and he said, "Oh yeah, there'll certainly be another chapter. I'll see you in Los Angeles." So Genesis not Open, o- baby. Not only is do, does Tiger have plans for a new brand or a new partnership or whatever, it's already in the works. Like, it sounds to me like he's already got shit ready to go and good to be I'm sporting a, it. it soon it's got to be. It's got to be proprietary, right? Like, it has to be. The, the only to me, it I, I agree. Uh, it might be with another company, but they might be kind of footing his own direct kind of like Tiger Woods line, right? Where you had Tiger branded Nike gear, this will be like a Tiger Woods line of Under Armour, like how Rock has Project Rock with Under Armour. It's going to be something like that with one of the other companies. Maybe I don't know. Where, well, or, or it's or it's his own thing, like developed. That well, he has the money. He's a billionaire. He could start his own company in partnership with like another golfer. Maybe. Well, then it lives beyond even him playing, right? You can yeah. sponsor other players. You could tournaments. Like, yeah, exactly right. If you recall his car accident in twenty twenty one or whatever it was, when he returned to golf, he started wearing Foot Joy shoes. So he actually hasn't been wearing Nike shoes. Or maybe he is still he went back to Nike, but like when he first came back, he wasn't wearing Nike at least in terms of footwear. It was Foot Joy. Don't know if that opened the door for something. If they'll collaborate together to create a set, like what you guys are saying, create a separate brand off of that, but they'll handle the manufacturing of it. So it could be something like that where he's going to partner with a smaller brand, but as Tiger Woods is the brand, and yeah. whomever the manufacturer is is the manufacturer, right? I mean, I if, the- if it's go ahead. Okay. On the money for I was him. gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> rock paper scissors. 
Um, the money for him is long-term in being a brand, right? Like long after golf is over, if Tiger Woods can have something iconic that lives on the backs of other players, he's still going to, he's still going to make bank, right? If, if his partnership is with Nike, if he's not in the spotlight, right, then Nike has no, like, let's be honest, like the Tiger brand for Nike didn't ascend the way the Jordan brand did, right? Like. They're not even in the same it did, it did build Nike's golf division, though. Like, sure, it, without Tiger Woods, Nike golf doesn't exist. But if Tiger Woods goes away, it doesn't live on the same way Jordan does. No, I think so, I, I don't think it does in the same way. But I think, like I said, is he did build that whole golfing section of Nike. But like, I do agree with you that now that it is where it is, it can move on without him. Right. That's, yeah. Like they don't they don't need the Tiger brand to succeed, and it hasn't gone so far that it's become iconic like you know they were kind of iconic together it's not iconic on its own and i mean five years from now like if tiger's not playing does tiger branded stuff for nike mean anything as opposed to just nike on its own and then you don't have to pay tiger royalties you know what i mean like like at that point i think nike says fuck it we can do this on our own and not pay you any money i think tiger says true I don't have to share money with you. I can do my own brand and it lives way beyond anything. I think it just makes sense for both sides. Yeah, I, I agree. I think in terms of Nike, when I look at Nike golf, I immediately think of Tiger Woods. I don't necessarily need it to say, you know, the TW logo or anything. Exactly. Like I have a, I have a Nike golf shirt and it just, it's just a black shirt with the golf, with the Nike uh, logo on it. Like that to me looks like a Tiger Woods golf shirt, it, it, even though it has nothing to do with Tiger Woods on it. But I, I guess what I'm saying is in the world of golf, when I think Nike, I think Tiger Woods. But when you think in the world of sport and you think Nike, Tiger Woods isn't necessarily the first one that comes to mind. It's probably Jordan. Oh. Well, the thing is with Jordan, it's it's branched out to such a point where it almost feels like Jordans are its own thing. Like a sub brand of Nike. Almost, I also don't even think of Nike sometimes, even though I know the I mean. swoosh is on the shoe, right? Like, obviously, it's I know fashion the on its own. There. Yeah, like I don't think of it as a Nike shoe; I think of it as Jordans, right? So, yeah. when I think golf, I, I even if I think of any athlete branding period beyond Jordan, because I think that transcended into something else. It's not just sportswear anymore; that's casual, you know common culture where in terms of sports branding, I don't think there's ever been a more synonymous pairing of a brand and an athlete. Like I can't think of a major soccer star who wears Umbro and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to wear that because of them or and you never, or, even with golf stuff, you never be like, yo, you cop those new tigers. No, no. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I think when it comes to tiger doing his own thing, I think if, I think he does do, like you guys both said, his own thing. I think if it goes to the route, like Dustin said, where it's a smaller company, I think that comes with ownership stake. I yeah. think he, like if it's with FootJoy, he's like, I'm getting 20% of this company. Or it's a manufacturing deal only. And he got, they just make the money off him purchasing. Yeah, whatever. potentially. But um, it, it makes sense. And you know, for a guy who is clearly seeing the end of his career, who probably he like, why is he going to go to the senior tour 
like the guy can still compete on the regular tour. He would dummy the senior tour. So yeah. there's no point. Um, Just be a business so what, Right. So what does he do next? He's like, hey, you know what? I can watch Charlie golf, who's probably going to be a pro at some point. And he's like, I can coach him. I can do this. But what else am I going to do? If I'm not golfing, you know what? I'd really like to start an old golf line of stuff, whether that's clubs, whether that's apparel, whether that's you know sh- equipment or everything. Um, there'd probably be no better person to really kind of get involved with that because athletes of that ilk are so obsessive that I think if it comes down to the details of what golfers would want, few guys would be as detail oriented as him. Yeah, I know you guys mentioned it earlier, but I guess The Rock is the next closest comparison with Under Armour. I, I'd say like I, it's also hard coming from North America because if we go to Europe, Adidas with like Messi would be or yeah, Mbappe or something. Like there probably yeah. is a a comparison outside of North America for but sure. For us, just, yeah, it yeah. doesn't exist. Yeah, I mean The Rock is probably the closest to Jordan in terms of like project, but like it's still so far. Oh right, yeah. like it's yeah. still. Did you did you guys watch Air? Sure no, did. Great movie, but at the end, there's like a like a subtext at the end where Jordan still makes four hundred million a year off just the shoes. That's what I'm saying, right? Like that's not, stupid. Not not the brand. Michael Jordan the himself. Shoes. Yeah, like, <laughs> like he does that. He personally just, makes that's that his money. take home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, and when people are like, oh, you know, he retired. Yeah, he made a lot of money, but how can he be, you know, golfing and betting $300,000? He's made more money not playing basketball. It's, yeah, yeah, it's like Shaq made more money in college than he did in Orlando. (laughs) Right? Like, it's, it's, it's obscene the amount of money he makes off, and that's just the shoe division. That's not including sweaters, track pants, t shirts, hats, like all that shit. So, yeah. yeah. For so many of these athletes, when you're in the spotlight as a professional athlete in your prime, in a lot of ways, that's the tip of the iceberg of mm-hmm. your potential earning, your potential earnings, right? Yeah. If you look at, it's all about creating the brand and the legacy, exploit, it, right? And exploiting that throughout the rest of your life. Look at The Rock. Obviously, that's a great example, but between all the stuff that he has going on, he definitely has made more money just on tequila and project rock than he ever made in the wwe oh right and you know what the thing is 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 i and i people can like shit on athletes for this but like it's the smart move you only have like 15 years of prime for your you know performing career depending on if that exactly like depending on your sport it's like, why not set up your next step and continue earning not just that, but like skyrocket your earnings? Dude, all these retired guys are our age. Yeah. I hate the guy and he stunk at hockey, but Ryan Whitney makes a killing probably on Pink Whitney. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, sure. Like, now, go get your bag. Yeah. There's good things to do. Like, if there's things that make sense, great. Like, Project Rock makes a lot of sense. Terramana. Terramana tequila makes so much. It's actually sense. good too, because I'm not, I'm I love not a tequila guy. I love Terramana tequila. Um, the sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, DJ, I'll, I'll I'll text you. Don't worry about it, buddy. Yeah, I'll reach um, out to a friend of yours somehow. I mean, I'm probably one degree separated from DJ, which is fucking crazy to think about it. So I'm absolutely one so degree separated because I know his uncle. <laughs> yeah, his uncle used to try and we, bum smokes off me. Yeah, like we 100% know his uncle, so we can get a hold of DJ if we had to. Yeah, um, I'm, actually, I'm pretty sure he's not answering that call. 
<laughs> probably not. <laughs> but and another great example, Steve Austin with his uh, broken skull beer. Like that just makes sense from like who his character was, what the brand, the brand is, and yeah. what the product is. The funny thing is how far away from his character he is as like a dude. So you know, you know what wouldn't? Yeah. Yeah. Well, not that far. I mean, no, he's like, like, far off. He did I beat Debra. Like, yeah, that's true. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what? You know what? You know? Oh man. You know? You know what brand wouldn't make sense? Oh, this is where I'm going. I hope we're going the same place. I'll say Wander Franco daycare. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I was gonna say something that is actually a real product. Oh, that was that was good, but it was bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That guy's a piece of shit. He is. So is the families. But he would love families. opening that now, business though. Now to be fair, uh he's yet to be uh, Wanda Franco has yet to be uh, criminally charged with anything or uh, convicted of anything, I should say. So, to be fair, yeah. <laughs> we don't know the outcome of uh, that whole investigation yet. But someone who does have a bunch of products that don't make any sense, what about Woo Energy? Or, what the fuck uh, is Woo Energy? Woo Coin. Like, Woo Coin. Wait, is that Kenny Woo? Woo? Coin? Kenny Woo no, from it's Rick no. Flair. Oh, really? Now, the best one. Have you seen the clip for the Woo Wings? Yeah, the wings. Yeah, he's got Woo Wings. wings. So wait, but, does the Woo Energy have cocaine in it? Because I'm okay. sure that's how he... It's Time got out. a... We, we used to rip on this. We used to rip on this back in the day in the Smashcast when you and I did that. What's more of the scam? Ric Flair, Woo Wings, and Woo Coin, and Woo whatever? Woo Energy? Or Global Force Gold? I mean, what's Global Force Gold again? So Global Remember Force. Remember, it was the pyramid was... scam of Jeff Jarrett with the. Oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, everybody my god, I did. About that. I won't. I'll did never you get scammed? That. Is that why? No, I didn't get scammed, yeah. but like it was, it, dude, it was pretty bad. Like just outright using the name of his wrestling company to. To sell like pyramid scheme gold, and like it definitely didn't work. Those are not Global Force Golds. No, I'm wearing gold sunglasses. But nevertheless, I think it's time for everyone's favorite <coughs> segment of the week. That's right. It's time for everyone's favorite segment of the week. This segment is called Shoutouts, and we'd like to talk a lot of shit on this podcast. Sometimes we make jokes about cripple fights. Sometimes we make jokes about daycares. <laughs> um, it's bad. I but know, it's bad. <laughs> we like to end things on a positive note and shout out someone who did something nice recently or someone who just all around seems like a good person. My shout out's going to go to one CJ Stroud, who was a guest on the Pat McAfee show earlier today. And he just seems like such a nice dude. And like he kind of he gets it. He was playing into the whole rivalry between Houston and Indianapolis. Of course, Pat McAfee being a former Indianapolis Colt. 
he just seemed like a really good dude who seems as though he's got his shit together. So I'm rooting for the Texans, not just because they're playing the Browns, but I would like to see the kid play well. And I think he has a very bright future in the NFL ahead of him. So shout out to CJ Stroud for being a cool dude. And shout out nice to, to hear not that. being accused of being on the Epstein list on the Pat McAfee show. Yeah. That'd be ideal. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to, good for when it's like a young kind of blooming star athlete to seem like he's just a good dude, works hard, got his shit together. You know, like you like to see goodness be successful. I remind <clears> you, I shouted out CJ Stroud like eight weeks ago. Nine weeks ago. Yeah, but that was to your benefit because he helped you in fantasy, didn't he? No, I uh, no. shouted him out because he said in his interview, he was like, uh, I'm putting the, the city of Houston on my back. We're going to bring respect back to Texans football. And That's awesome. He like leaned yeah, he, into the city of Houston and Texans football, and he did. He delivered. He brought them the playoffs. No, so, that's cool. Go ahead, Jim. Uh, I had mine, and now I lost it because I was talking about that. So you go, and I'll think again. Uh, mine just goes to a dude that I'm like an eternal fanboy of, and I'll say this forever. Uh, Chris Nolan, he won Best Director last night, Golden Globes for Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer is an awesome movie. Killing Murphy won, which was cool, but in his speech, you know, he was able to, you know, remember Heath Ledger a bit. And I think it's easy for us to kind of forget what that dude did with a character that we all shat on with him getting cast initially. I think, like, I think when that casting came out, we're all like, no, it's dumb, but. I just think, you know, Nolan does a lot of good things and for him to kind of be up there and kind of get that, it's really cool. A lot of good things Did except you for Dunkirk. That... Yeah. <laughs> I like Dunkirk, actually. Um, did you see that Peloton workout video? So there was this, if you're unfamiliar with Pelo- Peloton. Peloton. Um, you get on an exercise bike and there's like a video screen on it. And like it's the video like screen is like a live videos. workout. Yeah. yeah. And there's like an instructor doing the workout with you live. Anyways, this instructor doing this workout was just like shooting the shit between sets and stuff when they're doing their exercise. And she's like, um, I want to talk to this Chris Nolan guy. I just watched one of his movies. That's two hours, two and a half hours. I'll never get back. What the fuck was going on in that movie? Like, she was so like, <laughs> this movie sucked. I don't know what the fuck was going on. Was and he on a bike? Everyone, <laughs> was he? Like- uh, yeah, like they were like. So the story came out because Chris Nolan was doing a workout on his Peloton and he's like, what the fuck? I'm getting called out here. Like, what's going on? (laughs) And so like, it turns out like, yeah, she had just recently watched Tenet and was confused as shit, which everyone is confused as shit when you watch Tenet. Tenet is not to be understood. Tenet is just a thing that happens. And then you're like, all right, whatever, man. There's there's multiple YouTube channels and videos out there trying to explain Tenet and all of them have a different interpretation. So. So I, they had like <laughs> they had connected at some point. They she like apologized for like being mean or whatever the fuck. But it was just a very funny moment of That's the whole yeah. Anyways, as, on, as Nolan's arguably the currently the number one director that everyone wants to do some kind of project with, I don't think um, he cares. Sad fact <laughs> yeah. of the matter is, he's, he'll only do projects with a handful of people. So you he's like Scorsese. It's whether he wants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, as long as Christian Bale's in the movie, he's okay. <laughs> um. My shout-out, I remember now, is to R.J. Barrett and the Toronto Raptors. R.J. Barrett oh. had season-high 37 points, beating Insane. the Golden State Warriors last night. Um, they look good, man. I think we're starting to see kind of 
what the next iteration of the Toronto Raptors are going to be. Uh, so like building around Scotty Barnes. I don't know if RJ Barrett is a long-term solution here, but I think Emmanuel quickly is. And I think uh, Scotty Barnes is definitely the centerpiece. And, you know, with all the rumblings of the types of Siakam trades coming around, like, I don't know, man, this could be a very entertaining team. If all the right pieces come in, they're going to be youthful. They're going to be exuberant. Um, I have a funny feeling they're going to remind me of the initial iteration of the Golden State Warriors. That's what they're going to look like. Are they going to be that good? Probably not, but they're going to play a similar type of game. I was gonna say, that's a big. Uh, that's a big. Yeah, they're gonna pass the ball. They're gonna shoot, um, and that's going to be their calling card. And you're gonna have a guy like Scotty who can do everything. So, shout out to R.J. Barrett. Dream to play with the Raptors. Has a big game last night. Beats the Warriors. And shout out to all of you for tuning in to another episode of Forty Three Point Six. We greatly appreciate it. We will see you next week. But until then. Help control the pet population and have your pet spayed or neutered.